and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And Dale, we're here for our weekly update. Yes, we are. And I know we always say it's been a busy week <laughs> and we need to get to it, but this week is crazy. Yeah, I've got there a lot of... so I've many things going on. Got a lot of notes here. Uh, let's start off with... Let's get straight into it. Let's start off with Australia. There's been more happening in Australia besides. We've got a couple more songs this week. Let's start with one of the eye catchers, Kate Miller-Heidke with Zero Gravity. say Dale she was one of the favorites even without a song she's released the song what do you reckon look I think um, people really expected her to do something unique and quirky and she certainly delivered on that one mm-hmm. um, this is uh, you know pop electro verses into operatic choruses and she goes super operatic towards the end but it's really dramatic and bold um, I I do like it. It didn't grab me the first listen because I think I love the verses so much I expected a different chorus and I kind of reacted not super positively to the opera. But second or third listen, I absolutely adore it. I do actually love it, but it wasn't the song that grabbed me first up. Yeah, look, I listened to it um, and listening to that build in the first verse, I'm like, oh my gosh, where Mm. is this going? Where is this going? It went somewhere I was not expecting it to go Mm. at all. Having said that, I do like it. Um, it is going to polarise people. Yes. Um, but at the same token, we didn't want safe. It's the whole point of having this national final was to step away from safe and this isn't safe. Personally, I love it. I understand if some people don't. Totally. I think, you know, you, you say that straight up. We had the same reaction to it in terms of building up to something and then getting something unexpected. Some people are going to react really positively to that mm-hmm. and some are going to react negatively to that. But you don't need everybody to do well. Um, you just need a portion of people who love and fall in love with the song and people have um, real, you know, once a year, barely watch Eurovision um, Australian fans are loving this and contacting me about the song and saying this is brilliant. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good sign. So she can pull the staging together on the night. That, um, this could do very well. I think there's real opportunities for staging, to be honest with this. So it's intriguing uh, and it's exciting. So mm. let's, it's exciting. Let's see how it pans out for on, on the night, shall we? Can't wait. Let's talk about the second one that came out this week. It was from Ella Hooper. It's Data Dust. an unusual topic for a song isn't it <laughs> wasn't someone who said that we stand a cyber securities queen yes absolutely <laughs> that's something we should all be very conscious of we, we should we should have, <laughs> indeed but please keep listening to us um now uh, look uh, she is a, a rock goddess in australia or kind of a pop rock goddess um from late 90s early 2000s and there's certainly that sound there from her it's it's actually quite an enjoyable song it's I enjoy it. It surprised me about how many young people 
that are, who really really love this song because I thought it did have more of a dated sound to it. Oh yeah, more my era. But uh, a lot of the young folk, the young folk out there, actually really quite enjoy. It. Probably a little bit more than I do. I did enjoy the song, but it's probably not towards the top of the pile for me. Yeah, I mean, you've mentioned nineties and two thousands. I think this goes back even further. This is like an eighties pop song, like an Aussie eighties yes. pop song. Um, it's done, you know, it's done quite well and it's quite catchy. Mm. Um, I have to say, it's probably not my favourite amongst the selection. But um, I've been really quite surprised how many people really out there like it. Um, and good stuff. Let's see it live. She should bring something of a... She is an experienced live performer. Mm. So I've got no problem with uh, what she'll bring to the stage, no doubt. She'll perform the hell out of it. She'll do a great job regardless. Mm. And a good addition to the lineup again. God, yes. Mm. So speaking of lineup, that leaves us with only two more songs to go. Shepherd, who are probably the pre-contest favourites, they're releasing snippets of their song On My Way. What have you heard? What do you think? Oh, it sounds anthemic. It sounds like a, a shepherd song. And as long as it's better than Omar Nabir's I'm On My Way, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It does sort of sound very shepherd from what we're hearing. From the little snippets, I've heard people getting very excited about it already. Um, so that's only five days away, I think, from being released. Friday. And that will leave Tanya Doko to be the last one on yes. December. Oh, sorry, on February 1st. February 1st, yes. Excellent. And that will wrap up Australia and we'll be right into it. Mm. Yes, and we will be going through every single song in preview shows next week. So we haven't gone through a great detail on this podcast, but we're going to go through song by song. And they will be dissected. Oh, to bits. <laughs> this is our national final. We're going to milk everything from this one. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so let's talk about what happened during the week. Mm. Uh, Sunday morning, Australia, Mickey took out the Operacion Triumfo Eurovision Gala. You watched the final, the gala? Yes, I did. What and it was did? actually Monday morning, Sunday night Australian oh, time. So this happened sorry. in our last week. That's, that's absolutely fine. We've lost track of days. <laughs> um, look, it was a really good show. It was my first OT full experience because normally on a Monday morning we'd be at work. But mm. hey, we're not working at the moment, which is brilliant. <laughs> um, and it was a really good show. I really enjoyed it. And I was very happy with the result. You were. You really fell in love with Lavender, didn't you? I, I loved it. Look, I, I really felt like Moed de May... I'm not pronouncing as well as you, um, but I just felt it just was the same song repeated too many times. Uh, when Mickey came out and performed it, that crowd went absolutely bananas. And it's the kind of song that a general Eurovision crowd can get bananas for behind. And it's not just something that would feature in the Spanish charts. Yeah, and walked away with 34% of the popular vote. So yeah. there was absolutely no uh, um, no doubting the winner in the end. Maria did sort of flop a little. I think she was around the 22, 23 mark. Um, i got to say, I didn't particularly like Maria's performance. She didn't look completely invested as far as she I thought. She did not look invested <laughs> at all. She looked pretty relieved when Mickey was announced the winner. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, let's have a quick listen to his live. This is Mickey Lavender. Gotta say, Dale, the reaction from the Euro fans online are loving this. So big expectations, I think, coming up for Mickey in Tel Aviv. I think it was a very popular win. Um, fans are very happy with it. I think people were concerned about artists not wanting to go to Eurovision. Mm. He wanted to. He brought it on on the night. The energy was fantastic. I think people do see this as a televote song and not necessarily a jury vote song. So expectations will be tempered, I think, to a point. But it's going to be a fun song. I, I'm really enjoying it. I can see kind of a, a Rasmussen type of um, result. Yeah, no, he's very excited to be going. Let's move on. Let's go to France. Uh, they had their destination Eurovision final this morning what do you think of the final what do you think of the show 
it ended up being a bit closer in probably um, the the level of songs than I expected because I do feel Bilal dropped a bit. Simon was how she normally is, and some of the songs really elevated. Um, mm. There's a lot of emotion. It was an interesting final. Staging was better than last year, of course, but um, yeah, it was. It, it didn't grab me by the kahunas, but mm. it was still pretty good. It was quite emotional, wasn't it? There was a lot of tears, a lot of crying, all over the place going on in France. <laughs> too much for like seven a.m. in the morning. <laughs> but we did have a winner, Dar. Let's have a listen to it. It's Bilal Hassani with Ra. <laughs> He was a popular winner, uh, Bilal, and I have to say, his performance this morning, I actually preferred the semi-final performance, the way it was choreographed, etc. I think it lost a bit of power mm. um, from what he had last week, or the week before, sorry. Um, and it just, but it still had enough. The, yeah. he, he definitely had enough to get to, to win this. The, he was a bit let go by the international juries, mm. but then the tally vote brought him back. Uh, so let's have a quick talk about that. Jury, 50 points. Televote, 150 points. 35.7% of the televote. Yeah, it just romped at home with the televote. And I think you were calling it saying Simon had it. And I was like, well, no, I remember Mercy made up... Um, they, they made up uh, 44 points last year in the end in total. And he romped even more than that. Mm. To the point that if he got zero in the jury, he still would have only just missed out winning yeah. by a couple of points. Um, which I do think, and I will just say this very quickly, if you're going to do a 50-50 tally vote jury split, it actually isn't 50-50% if you split the 420 points available um, in equal percentages because the maximum points you can get from a jury is 120. Oh, okay. And the maximum points you can get from the tally vote is more than 120. Oh. So effectively, yes, there's 420 and 420 for 50-50, but when it comes down to it, and Melfest has the same problem as well, oh. tally vote actually has more sway. Now, that failed for the French last year. We'll have to see how that goes. I think he was let down by bad staging tonight. I think he would have done a lot better with the jury if he had done a similar semi-final performance from earlier. Yeah. I I'm glad to see him get through. He's a great story and a lot of momentum behind him. I think he'll be good for Tel Aviv. I think what they were... I could see what they were trying to do. They were making it a little more emotional and personal. There was the the videos of him as a child behind him, etc. Trying to give a bit more of his story. But I just felt that then it lacked... What is the power of the song and what is his appeal to me? And that is, I am who I am. I am in your face and I don't care. We, we was, he, he's a strong... The, yeah. the song's called King. Perform it like a king. Yeah. You're a child or still virtually. You're, you know, you're still a teenager. Um, you've, you've only just gone through that a couple of years ago. Everybody knows your story. Mm. Um, to do a slick performance like that semi was, um, that's all you need to do. You're going to have enough press around you. You don't need to do that. Yeah. You, you tell your story in the way you are and the present yourself. He didn't need all that, that gimmick. I agree. Simone came second with Tula Du. She was the uh, jury winner on 94. Televote deserted her, only the 62 uh, points, which was around about 15, 14% of the vote. So not so... Uh, and the French televote is always a little... Uh, <laughs> bit of a head-scratcher sometimes, or who knows what's going to happen. So the French people didn't really get behind that one. Yeah, look, and I think uh, Bilal and Simone probably had about equal chance of doing probably equally as well. I preferred Simon, but I have no issue with Bilal going. I think he he will be an interesting cat, 
And uh, I, but I don't expect France will get a very strong result in mm. Israel. We will see. He's got plenty of work to do. Mm. Uh, someone else became a Eurovision artist for 2019 this morning out of Malta. Michaela Pace, the 18-year-old singer, just turned 18. She won the Malta X Factor and got the ticket. We don't have a song. They no. will choose a song for her later. Have you seen anything of her? I've been you know, keeping an eye on this. You are the one who's been over this more than you've been keeping an eye on it. I haven't. I couldn't bring myself to it. I'm stuck with <laughs> Lithuania. Um, but saying that, I, I like that the fact that Malta's doing something different. Mesk was not working for them. I heard you played me a few songs of hers. Her uh, cover of Shallow, I thought was very good. She's only just turned 18 mm. years old, and I really like the sound of her voice. So I'm really expecting, um, in very Maltese tradition, uh, a big female ballad. And it, that's what they should send. Yeah, I mean, to, to be 18 years old and going off to Eurovision, it's a wonderful achievement for her, I think. What a kickstart to your career. Um, look, yeah, I spotted her a couple of weeks ago and thought, that girl's going to win. Mm. Uh, she was up against, uh, I think his name was Owen, the rapper. So I think they've gone the right way, the multi. I think that could have been awful if they send a rapper. Not because he's bad, but he just wouldn't have come across very well at Eurovision, I don't think. Rappers don't do particularly well at Eurovision, do they? Maltese ones I don't think would be (laughs) better. Let's talk about some of the artists that were announced also this week. We Mm. go off to San Marino. A familiar name was announced. Yes. And it wasn't the other person. The troll. (laughs) The troll. It was Sat from 2016. I never thought I'd be excited about Sirhat <laughs> coming back. You really quite liked Sirhat back in 2016. I liked his song. I thought it was quite good. It's funny because obviously they released the remixes and the disco remix ended up going. Um, and yeah, it did him a favour, I think, because the original was bloody awful. Yeah. yeah. Well, it ended up, it came 12th in the semi-final, um, yeah. beating some really good artists. So, um, you know, he, he did quite well. He did. Uh, I'm not expecting a lot. But it's fun. <laughs> I, I like that he's going. And so far, um, Sir Hat and Valentina have made up now 60% of all San Marino entrants of all time. <laughs> There's a fact for you early in the, uh, in the podcast. <laughs> We're looking forward to seeing what Sir Hat can bring. The Netherlands announced their artist. We have Duncan Lawrence, the 24-year-old, has been announced. What was your uh, reaction to that one? Oh, I, I'm really positive. Um, he's not the most experienced artist out there, but uh, it's good. He, uh, they haven't gone country. That's one thing. Yes, um, not yet anyway. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Um, but he, he, he sounds good from what I've listened to. His voice does sound good. He was a very popular choice by a lot of the fandom out there. Mm, Good-looking uh, young fella. He is a good-looking young fella. Um, so he should be able to connect well. We don't have a song. It's very hard to say much at that point. It's a little bit like Belgium last week. I mean, yep. young, nice guy... That's his way for the song. He's got a good voice. But uh, so far, thumbs up. Yeah. We also had an announcement out of the former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia. Is it that now? So I'm, are we, are we in northern uh, Macedonia? I don't think it's official yet, Dar. Uh, but we have Tamara Tedevska has uh, been announced. She's going to be the participant. Not her first time on the Eurovision stage. She's actually, she's already been on there three times. Mm. Uh, and she is the sister of Tiana Dabasevich from 2014. Yes, and I think you should probably mention that she's been on stage three times, but as a backing vocalist. That's right. She's yes. not been performing three times. <laughs> you haven't missed that one over the last few years. She's the new Valentina. <laughs> but no, that's great. She's a sister of someone who's competed. Uh, looking forward to seeing what she's going to offer. And the fact of going there as a backing vocalist is always going to give you some great experience. And you know 
know what to expect, you know how big and crazy Eurovision is, and that's always going to be a helpful thing. Totally agree. That experience will help her quite a lot. During the week, we had one of the national finals announce their songs. It's one of the big ones, the United Kingdom. Mm. The Eurovision Decide songs came along, Dale. Oh, well, it was three songs, six artists. We're just going to play three of our favourites. Yes. And then we'll discuss. So let's start off with the first one. It's Bigger Than Us, and we've chosen the version by Michael Rice. It's bigger than everything we see. Okay, yes. This is Eurovision by numbers. Yes, it is a little X Factor. Yes, it has a key change in the middle of a chorus and a gospel choir. I can see the pyro curtain already. Yeah, yeah. But it's good. It's good for the song. I actually really do like this song, and I did actually like the other other version as well. Um, I just think on the night, this is going to be something that will grab your your typical user at uh, televote person at home. Mm-hmm. I think he's good. I watch him. He won all together now, which is that show where 100 people stand up if you're a good singer or not. He won that this year. He was a good vocalist. He sang Hallelujah really well. I think he'll do a really good job of it. And I think he's actually the one to be at the moment. Yeah, look, I'm going to agree. Um, I think the Holly Tandy version is good. And it is quite contemporary with that sort of pop country sound. I still think this is... And it is a safe bet for the UK to do mm, this. Yeah. Um, not that that's probably the right thing they should we'll be doing. We'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to that later. But it, this this is just ticks all the boxes. It's done very well. It is very Westlife-y kind of, you know, sort of sound mm. to it. But it sounds professional. I think he'll do a good job of it. Of all the duels, I think this will be the closest one. Yes, I agree. But I do think he will make the final. And I've got to say, this is my pick to win it. It'll be very interesting because the like the expert panel or jury choose who goes through. Yeah. So it's not you decide at the yeah, start. It's, it's they decide. They decide and then you decide. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the they decide bit will be interesting because I think she has a more con- Holly Tandy has a more contemporary sounding song. If she can elevate that in the latter half of it, because I prefer her first half to his. Um, she could get through. This could be the tight one. And if they do want to make sure he doesn't go, then they could throw it on this point. But it's, I, I agree with you. It's the tightest contest. Yeah, but it's, it ticks all the boxes. It's a nice build. He should be able to sing it. I think it's a, it's a pretty good effort from the UK, to be honest. Yeah. Let's talk about not such a good effort. <laughs> Let's talk about Freaks, Dale. Here we go. This is Freaks, and we're going with Jordan Clark. I'll disagree with you on that one because I quite like this. Someone has to. (laughs) I think I am about one of four people (laughs) in Europe and Australia who actually likes this song. Um, I find this really anthemic. I find this chorus, it just is an earworm. It gets stuck in your head. It's got a very throwback, nostalgic British sound to it. It sounds like something from the 70s or 80s almost sounding. Uh, I really enjoy it. Some of the lyrics are a bit ridiculous, especially the mention of soccer. Hello, we know it's called football. <laughs> really got you. Really, I'm still not over that. Out. And hello, we have a team called the Socceroos, and that really annoys me. That you're calling it football in the UK. What yeah. are you doing? But anyway, on top, I, I do think it's. I don't think it's going to win, but 
But I don't think it's the worst thing out there in that six. And I think people are being a bit harsh on poor old freaks. Yeah. Okay, well, first of all, let's talk about the other version for me. I'm going to talk about the other version, the maid version. The three young ladies, no fault of theirs, but they were just given a wrong song for them. I could see what they were trying to do. They were trying to break the song down and give it a different, completely different feel. It just doesn't work for those poor ladies. I'm sorry. No. I wish they'd given you something better. This Jordan Clark version, it is, it's lad pop, you know. Lad pop is the right thing, yeah. That that chorus is so anthemic. It does stick in your head. And I was listening to it today as I went to the shop and I was still like whistling away 10 minutes later. So that is a positive. Unfortunately, it is dated. It is so (laughs) stereotypically British. And and the lyrically, what is going on? But anyway, it, it, it hangs on that chorus. If he can bring that Jack of the Lad sort of, but it's not going to win. Robbie Williams might be able to pull that off. I'm not sure about Jordan Clark. I You're right. That is the type of thing that would be an album track on Robbie's bad album from late 2000s or something. Yeah, mid, yeah. mid 2000s, <laughs> mid 2000s. All right, let's go through the third option. It's Sweet Lies, and we've gone with Carrie Ann. Well, the fans went a bit gaga for this, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Um, It was quite the banger. It's definitely the banger of the mix. Um, She's a great artist. I've watched some of her live stuff and she can sing. I worry that the song is a little dated. A little? Uh, (laughs) 90s house is a little dated. Don't get me wrong, it did have a renaissance probably three, four years ago. There was quite a lot of that 90s house coming out. 2014 was a lot, yeah. Yeah. A lot going on But it's 2019, so once again, BBC, you're a little bit behind the ball. Come on. I know, but look... It, it'll all come down to this live performance. It could be the most stunning, amazing house banger you want that at least the fans can and the British public can get behind or it could be messy. And as usual, in, in virtually every live final, we're just going to have to wait and see exactly. what this is like. I'm holding my horses on this one. I feel confident a Michael Rice can sing his song very well and there's no problems there. I'm not confident on this one. <laughs> just because you just don't know when you've got like a really upbeat song like that. Asunder burnt you last year, didn't she? Oh, well, I knew that was going to flop. Well, she had. She had the best song and then it came to the live and it just... There were far too many words in that boom. thing. Yeah, geez. Look, I'm going to agree with you here. This is actually quite pleasant. I quite like it. You know, pleasant. it's a bit pleasant. It's probably not the right word. I quite do like the song. Um, the 90s house thing works for me because I'm a 90s kid. Uh, but it it does sound dated, and if this went to Eurovision, the juries would slaughter it. Mm. Surely this is not a jury song. Um, just a quick one on Anissa, the other version, broken down version, much slower. This, you know, the uh, Carrie Ann version does sound like a remix of it, personally. Um, but it's the it's all about the Carrie Ann one with this one. It's all about the performance as well. I think. I think uh, overall, I think this has caused a lot of conversation. Uh, we don't have time to talk about Britain's uh, uh, in Eurovision because that's about a three-podcast series. <laughs> but I feel generally it's it's not super safe because they've gone for this different genre for each song. But I'm not sure about limiting yourself to three songs. I think you could have done six different genres, um, maybe more spread out and a bit more experimental. I, I hate to be... I don't like the way Australians finger wag at UK and say, look what we're doing. Mm. Um but look what we're doing. <laughs> like, come on, throw some. You you know you don't have to be a 
big established artist, your music scene's amazing where you can grab someone who's not famous and big, who's got something really different and unusual and throw it in there. Don't be averse to risk. And from the sounds of it and from insiders in the UK, BBC are very risk averse and that's showing in the last few years where I thought they were starting to build up again. I feel very invested in the UK. I went through many, are, many years with them. You are very close. It's very close to your heart, well, the yeah. UK. I mean, yeah. I always yeah. followed them ever since Gina G, and I've obviously <laughs> lived in the UK for many times. Hello, you can become a British citizen now. You're mm-hmm. eligible. Mm-hmm. So we do feel an affinity um, with UK, and we really want you to do well. It's just like that friend who is in that bad relationship with someone and won't leave them. Yeah. And you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. fix it, sort it. Yeah. And no one expects you to send Adele, but at least throw something better into your national final. Yeah. Yeah, Poor I agree. Things. I agree. I, I totally <laughs> I agree. feel for I, you. I do feel the BBC is a little risk averse, and therefore this isn't. This is probably a step up from last year. Maybe they were very safe last year, um, but um, yeah, I, I still don't know if they're on the right track. Right, let's, let's move, move on. on. <laughs> let's move on. Let's go on to another nation that released their songs this week and their artist, one that we really liked, and they had a cracking uh, national final last year, off to Norway. Mm. So we had a look at all the songs today, actually, Dale, and we did our votes. Let's have a talk about two that we love. And we have Kino with Spirit in the Sky. <laughs> this one's a bit of fun, I've got to say. Um, for me here, I've put here, look, Euro Disco, which is always a little bit pleasant to the ear for me. It's a little bit dated. <laughs> and to be honest, it's quite Alcazar-esque as far as I'm concerned. And let's face it, Alcazar's best days are probably behind them. Uh, sorry, but any, uh, any fans out there. But it's fun. And I really do like this song. I really like it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if it's going to win. I want to see it alive, but it's a bit of fun. Yeah, look, I was listening to the verses going, actually, this is quite, you know, good Euro song. And then the chorus came in with that, almost sounds like someone is like a Lordy type of character <laughs> singing along in the background to it. And it turns into this kind of, this 2000s throwback. I mean, and that's it. I mean, this screams top five in Eurovision in 2008. Yes. Like, it, it <laughs> Is totally that song, and it's a nice throwback. And if they do it well, look, it's fun. I, I enjoy it. Like it's a guilty pleasure straight away. Exactly. I was listening to it, going, I shouldn't like this as much as I do, but I, I love it. There's it's a infectious. weird chanty bit going on, like towards the end as well. I have no <laughs> idea what is going bonkers. on. There. I have no idea what's going on there, but I really liked it. I, yeah? I think I put it. I put it as my my favorite of the whole selection. Did you? Did you put, yes. give it twelve points? Oh no, I didn't. I gave it a ten. Sorry. Yeah, I gave it third. You gave yeah. it second. I gave it second. Yeah. So we should talk about what we actually gave our first. Mm. So we have Ingrid, and she's seen fear. We're back on the sensible train now. <laughs> this is really, really bloody good. This is electro pop, her ethereal style vocals. This is this is really, really good and a really good song. Um, look, I I don't know if it's a sort of competition song. Maybe not. It's, it hasn't got bells and whistles, etc. But this is this is really good to listen to. I really enjoyed this. This is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like fantastic. 
this is probably one of my favorite in terms of a studio for sure this season i just like was blown away by it. i just thought it was absolutely fantastic something i would listen to outside of eurovision something i'd be quite happy to send my pop loving friends who hate <laughs> eurovision and and show this is what national finals can produce this yes. is something you should take notice of um, also, I don't know if this has been about being burnt in national finals, but my first reaction was, is this going to be able to be done live? I, I, I just had my doubts straight away. Ooh. And I don't know if that's a fair thing. I just mm. think I just think I'm burnt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got she, baggage. She, she's, an ex- she's an experienced performer. I have no problem that she's going to be able to perform this live. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. guess more I'm thinking is, is it going to come across as well live? Because it's mm. such a beautiful song I, I could easily fall so in love with that I know maybe just watching it in a studio and then a under a national final spotlight may not really show the best of the song. Maybe it, it makes the super final and comes second or something. Who knows? True. But, um, yeah, certainly stood out for me, and it's a really good song. Really, really good song. Probably one of the best I've heard in national finals so far. Yeah, love. Absolutely adored it. Mm. So one of the big names that was announced out mm. of Norway was our, one of our personal favourites. I'm going to say ours, but it's <laughs> definitely mine. Yours. Merlin is back again. You were squealing. I was squealing. You were squealing like that gif where someone is, you know... <laughs> <laughs> going off like he was so happy to see because he was he's actually a composer on one of the other songs yeah so we didn't actually expect him to step out of that interesting um, tinsel curtain tinsel curtain <laughs> it cost ten dollars I know two dollar shop but we had a feeling he might come back yeah. this year actually it just seemed like after Rebecca last year it's like you know what maybe come and have a crack now I'm I'm the lover of this song yes because you're he, not the one mate I think he came fourth for me when we ranked he got first for you what's what's going on with oh. you and this sea shanty song yeah look <laughs> look uh, to me it reminded me of songs like Eger Leaf from Iceland Silent Storm from Norway from many years ago I do like a meaningful man ballad mm-hmm. not just a man ballad by numbers and it, it just grabbed me I mean I love that it was in Norwegian I think Norway do need to do something like that to go somewhere okay. I, I don't see maybe other than the song we just loved being a massive jury thing, I, I think this could really elevate him stage, and we know he's going to do a good job of it. Um, I fell in love with it, and I'm not anywhere near as much of a Merlin fan as you are. So I was pleasantly surprised. I, I adored it. it. It won this for me. The top two songs in this are some of my favourites in the national finals. Mm. I might have to give it a few more listens because uh, maybe it didn't just hit me the first time, maybe a, a couple more times. You weren't it. ever a fan of the Eager Leaf Silent Storm type of song though, mm. were you? You don't. That doesn't normally grab you. No, not really, not really. Just different taste. But uh, overall with the Norwegian selection, I've got to say, I thought they did a great job. There's some very good songs in there. Mm. Very, very good song. And of course they have Hank Van Hel. <laughs> yes. Who <laughs> should be adding a bit of spice Oh the whole my thing as well. God, what was that about? God, he was quite the character, wasn't he? He snogged the presenter. <laughs> the male presenter, may I just oh, add. No. It was, it was walking around in a cape. Giving the flipping the birds to everybody. It was so bizarre. Good on him. I was laughing my head off. But we liked a bunch of songs in there. We did. The yeah. American dude had a good song as well. I thought he had a very nice song. Yeah, yeah a few Chris. of them. Few of them could fall into Spotify, Estonia kind of territory, but then there was also the wacky as well. So yeah. I love it. a nice, diverse national final. Good stuff, Norway. Big thumbs up from us. Let's go off to another national final day. Let's go off to last year's host, Portugal. The uh, festival of the Canção songs are out. We did vote. We do have a favourite. Let's have a play of it. It's Kalema with Adoish. <laughs> Do teu lado, o melhor lugar. Oh, oh, oh. 
now I won't lie, listening to all the songs was a slog. <laughs> I, I probably found I found that one of the most difficult national finals to get through of all of them. However, this song, which is very early in the piece, it was the first one we listened to. <laughs> I know, and then it just kept going. It was like going from Everest down to the valley. Um, but it was it, it was it was really good, really well done. Yes, it is probably one of the more um, middle European Western sounding songs, so that is always going to appeal to our ear. I do get that, but it worked really well. I really enjoyed it, and I think. You only need one good song. It doesn't matter if the rest aren't to your taste. One good song for Europe is going to work. This is modern, and you can't say that for everything that goes to uh, Festival de Conciel. This is really a good modern uh, up-tempo, sort of pop, mid-tempo pop song. Mm. Really, really pleasing to the ear. Love this. Again, this is one of my favourites coming out of the national finals so far. In fact, if they did an English version of this, this could be a radio hit. Mm. Um, this... This really builds nicely to the chorus, and the chorus is really catchy, and it's got all the right tick, tick, tick for me. Yep. Um, and as we saw at Eurovision last year, you do a good commercial song, you're going to do well with juries. Yes. So they could do worse than send this, I can tell you now. Uh, this is really, really good. I really like that. Yeah, fair enough. Nice to see something in the 21st century out of, uh, out, of out of Portugal. Now, there was one of them. We didn't particularly vote at high. I did, but you, you didn't, didn't Dale. Oh, no, I didn't vote at all. <laughs> Certainly caught the eye of the fandom, and I think we should have a little listen, a little talk about this one. Let's have a talk and listen to Conan Orisis with Telemovish. <laughs> say i put this one third dale uh it's unusual the instrumentation even is unusual it, it's on that experimental electro sort of thing it, it's different it is so different that it captures your attention i'm not entirely sure it's a great song um but it's certainly a performance i want to watch and i want to see how this is interpreted even it got to the point where some of the vocals were a little mumbly and i didn't quite know what was going on but so i'm really intrigued this has piqued my interest and I want to see how it's done live. Look, I, I do like that there's a lot of difference in, in the Portuguese selection and I do like that they're very authentic to themselves. Now, this is much more experimental than their usual stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I know everyone has really jumped on this. I will say right now, I do not get it. I mm. am not close off to things that are a little bit different. <laughs> Don't roll your eyes at me. But this is not a song. Oh. This is not even a good vocal. <laughs> this is something that I would see at some bizarre alternative festival down the street or street performer who is it just I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. Oh wow. And I really feel like this is the emperor with no clothes. Like I just think oh. people are buying into just oh my god, it's experimental and it's really authentic. It is if this was in Moldova no one would even pay attention to it. Mm, okay, you reckon the, people are drinking the Kool-Aid? Drinking the Kool-Aid, this is wow. awful. Awful. <laughs> Fair enough. So, Portugal, you were bringing all the emotions. I don't know what's going we on. We talk about them. don't be safe. And, exactly. And they're not exactly. safe. And I do 
enjoy that about them. Mm. I just found probably 10 of the songs really hard going. Fair enough. We're looking forward to the lives there. Let's have a talk about the national finals that happened this morning, our time here in Australia. Let's go to Latvia. Supernova Mm. kicked off. Yes. Four went through to the final, including the wonderful Edgar's Krellis. Yes. What do you think think of the show and what do you think of it? Yeah, I watched uh, some of the show in between Adal and Destination Eurovision this morning. Stage is pretty good. Two female presenters... Um, they take a while to get going there's a lot of judge talk yeah. but overall I think a couple of the songs I got through um, was a big fan of uh, we know we've said this before Ed Krellis is our favourite song from Supernova and he got through I, I did enjoy the performance I think a few tweaks there I like the female four female backing um, vocals and dancers yeah. but maybe scale them down a little bit and maybe make him much more of the front man because they almost like overshadow at times yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so a couple of others that got through were Ivo Oskis yes with his song uh, Samantha Tinter with mm. that I don't know with the mom jeans back singer people <laughs> cutting the wire oh no that was I like that that was awful absolutely awful and lame I want to say is their name um, it was the sort of older rocker guy with the band mm. that actually was really good well apparently that. apparently that won the jury and Telebot that's not official mm. yet as far as we know but a, a wonderful vocal mm. um, better than the audition a very authentic yeah, 100%. Very I believed authentic. everything they were doing there. Absolutely. It's one of the ones I see winning the semi and then kind of maybe fading in the final a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't want Latvia to send that, but yeah. I did enjoy the performance. Yeah, good stuff. Latvia off and running, and I thought off to a fairly decent start. Let's go off to Hungary with Adal. Six more got through, mm. uh, including Fatal Error. Yes. Yeah, you enjoyed that one? Bit of hard rock. Yeah, actually, good hard rock. Um, yeah. Melodic hard rock. Melodic hard rock. More so than um, AWS, I would say. Yeah. Viz- Viz- he wasn't yeah. screaming into the microphone. Oh, it was pretty loud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, he sang into the microphone, like, loudly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I think Hungary is starting to build a bit of a brand around mm. this. And it wouldn't do them uh, any harm to send something like a Moldova does their thing. But it could end up being a bit Finnish 2000s that we send rock every year and eh. But this got nines across the board. This will be, I'd be very surprised not to see it in the super final. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a very good job of it. Let's go off to one of our favourite style, Lithuania. <laughs> Lithuania, Eurovisios Atranka. Mm. Uh, another hit three was today. Six went through to the final. We only want to talk about a couple because the rest can whatever. Um, Yurius with their run with the Lions. Mm. That won the semi-final. Perfect score. Um, yes, just the heat. Don't get too excited because oh, we know this goes for 5,000 oh, years. Yeah, just the heat. <laughs> just the heat. There's still a semi to go. Yeah. But it did win the heat and it got 12 points from the jury and 12 points from the televote. And it's the first That's pretty song. rare, isn't it? Is well, it? it doesn't always happen. Yeah. Um, it's the first song so far this season to do that. The only one I think they did that last year was Ieva. Ah, okay. Good um, who obviously went through to Eurovision. Got to so, say, we listened to the uh, studio of this today. I actually quite like that song. Which is more than I can say about last week's one, which was atrocious. I think it's relative. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was good for Lithuania. Uh, and also they got one of the others that got through, and I think she's worth mentioning, is Monica Maria. Yes. One of her songs. Hasn't she got multiple? She has to. <laughs> Criminal, she was with this morning with yes. her... Um, spiderweb headpiece which was quite eye-catching I, if you get I, a chance to see that look I will say not just a relative I really enjoyed that you I thought did. she was really good you really did um, enjoy that so yeah look 
we haven't seen the full uh, how that featured and everything else, but exactly. I liked it. I just be careful if you're arachnophobic <laughs> if you're going to watch that performance. Just be careful. There's not spiders crawling out of her no, ears or anything. Does like that. have a spider web on her head. Yeah. Anyway, that's what we want to see at the national finals. <laughs> we love the weird. All right, let's talk about who else announced stuff this week. Iceland Zong Song the Kepnan. Mm. Um, after their awful edition last year, let's hope we've got something a bit better. A couple of people you want to mention? <laughs> that's a bit harsh. I mean, it wasn't oh, great, but it was, it was awful. awful. Look, they announced artists and songs today. I think the songs have been leaked, but not fully released. Uh, we haven't done the songs. We don't do leaks. <laughs> so much this year, um, this week already. We but do we do have two artists worth mentioning and their former, well, they're Eurovision alumni. Mm. We have 2008 representative from Europe brand is Friedrich Omar. Okay, they yeah, did yeah. that. This Is My Life. Ah, yes. The yes. very camp little Euro dance. Oh, I loved that song so much. Slightly camp. So yeah. 10 years later, they're, well, 11 years later, he is back Good as stuff. a soloist. And we have a big fan favourite. Big fan favourite. Hera Bjork. Yes. Who did Jenna Sequa in 2010 for Iceland. Um, she is back this year as well. So I feel like Iceland know it hasn't been going very well. well they haven't and qualified for how many years now? Four years in a row they haven't on, qualified. Come on, guys. You've got to yep. get this, pick this up because you're a proud Eurovision nation, Iceland. Yes. Punch above their weight normally and it's been going downhill. It has not been going very well at all. So I think those two big games will hopefully spark some interest. We haven't looked at everything else and we'll discuss it probably more closer to their actual national final. Absolutely, when we listen to all the songs. I think we need to talk about the week ahead. Is that what we're up to? We are up to the week mm. ahead, Michael, and again, as a busy old one. Mm, good now, we start tomorrow morning, our time, Monday morning, Sunday evening, Europe, and it is Romania, and it's the very first heat semi, semi-final? Semi-final, semifinal number one. one. Yes. Selectia. Yes, your favourite Vida is up, as well as the big fan favourite Bella Santiago. Please vote for Vida. Please, Please vote, if you can. Okay, well, that is that is Sunday night. Then we get on to Monday, and we have the semi-final allocation draw. So we'll find out who we are, um, in which semi-final we're in. Semi-final Yay. one, semi-final two. Particularly important for fans that want to buy tickets and go and see the shows. Because tickets aren't out yet now, and, mm. and it doesn't actually make some sense to do it before the ticket allocation. Probably does, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> we used to try and forget, or whatever's going on with there. Australia's been put in a mismatched group of the leftovers. Interesting. Interesting pot. We Poland, have. Portugal, Lithuania. Um, I don't think I've got them all down. I should have written them down beforehand. Yeah. But it's a mishmash pot of just the leftovers. Of I'm Europe. surprised Poland is with us. It is a bit of a mishmash Portugal. Yeah. You know, wouldn't you put Portugal with Spain and Italy well, or something? Well, oh, no, the thing is, Italy, because the semi-final, and I think you've got a couple oh, of, there's Ireland Spain. there because they're with UK, there's Portugal there with Spain, okay. there's Poland, obviously, they've got connections quite a few places. It is just well. a few, I think it's just the off-cuts. We're the awful. <laughs> We're the awful <laughs> group. A way to put it, the Eurovision awful. Someone called it the potato block, and I was like, <laughs> I don't think we're potato. I mean, Ireland and the East, maybe. Potato uh, cake, potato scallop. Um, anyway, also that day, other than the semi-final allocation draw um czech republic announced their song and artist anyway we move on to tuesday in european time and we have finland and austria are both announcing their artist um austria is just an artist and the song will come at some point Mm -hmm. finland is a national final like last year where it's an artist singing a a number of different songs for umk Hmm. um so the song for sarah song for sarah song for sarah it'll be song for whoever the artist is so that is interesting that they're going down that route we like finland we We do like finland a lot actually we really do then we go on to Thursday, and we have Denmark releases their songs and artists. We always like Dansk Melody Grand Prix. And we 
like Denmark, thank you for all those yes. votes you give us. We love you. <laughs> yes, we are very closely connected with Denmark, our best friends. Yeah. Also that night, we have Estonia, the very first East Lao semi-final for the year on a Thursday. Uh, always big with fans, East Lao. The, the, the fans do love East Lao. One of our favourite national finals. Mm. Unusual that they're doing a Thursday and then we'll get to it a Saturday show rather than a week-to-week this mm, year. It's interesting. All semis wrapped up in a couple of days. Good stuff. But they're doing it on a Thursday night. Then we get to Friday, oh. and thunder and lightning, it's getting exciting. We're off to Russia for the oh. artist announcement. Wow. And the question on every fan's lips, particularly mine, is, <laughs> is it Sergei Lazarev? Oh, I think you're going to be disappointed. I will I think you're going to be disappointed, I think I'm going to get disappointed. I think it's a big build-up. I don't think it's going to be Sergei. Um, but you've always got to have hope. I've got the inside word, it's the human Kendall. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, sorry, it's not. It's not. But you're a big Russia stand, so you will be... I always love to see what Russia produces. It's always quality. Yeah. Always quality. I Russia. think they're coming for the crown this and, year. And, you know, they've only won once, and this is a big, big nation, and uh, so expect them to throw a bit of money behind this one after last year's dis- oh, disappointment. They're coming for the crown, mm. I reckon. I really think they're the one, one to watch. Mm. <laughs> I can't wait to be disappointed Friday. <laughs> On Saturday, then we get into the big, heavy stuff. Saturday, obviously European time, Sunday, Australia. We have the Moldova edition. <laughs> big heavy auditions. stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we start off with Moldova. I know. So uh, there's like 27 songs in the auditions. Oh We're not, we haven't talked about them this week, even though I did listen to all 27. And I do particularly like the one that's selling the fact that the wine is good oh, in that's Moldova. that's right. Come and drink wine or something. It pretty much is the entire oh song and I God. love it. But I hope is, that gets Is that written by Sinek? <laughs> <laughs> then we go to Hungary Heat 3 of Adal yes. Starting at 4.30am our time mm. Eastie Lao Semi-Final 2 mm-hmm. Will take place Nice Looking, Looking forward, forward to that, that one As always uh, Of course Lithuania Is up as usual Can never escape that <laughs> Heat 4 Supernova The second semi-final Which will be interesting Double-faced eels Will be in there mm. They're one of the favourites Definitely one of the favourites Yep Like their song So it'll be interesting And then we have <sighs> Audible Gasp the big one. It's Melfest time, Michael. Yes, Melody Festival. We've got some big names coming up in this one. Now. We do. Let's start with Nano's opening the show. Loved his song last time. He was a runner-up last time. Love the bloke. He's going to bring something. You are going to be excited about the next one. Victoria. Yeah, she's midway through the running order. She's third, which is interesting. Is it third? I thought it was, thought it was fourth. Mm, or third or fourth, something like that. If, you, if you're not opening and closing, you're in the middle. We talked about that. this last week, Michael. It doesn't matter as much as you think. And That's all the Victoria stands are <laughs> holding their fingers. And then, of course, we have Anna Bergdahl. Yes. She's out for redemption. She's yes. bringing, she's looking to snatch wigs and she's closing the show. She is. Obviously, she's the only Swedish artist to never qualify for the grand final. And she <laughs> She'll is. be stoked for you to mention that. Oh, well, I think <laughs> everybody, is, it goes with her, unfortunately. Mm. And so this is her redemption moment. Fingers crossed. Her, isn't her song called Ashes to Ashes? Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's, let's, it must be like an albatross around her neck, that poor, that, that I record. I do feel so for her. We yeah. all want her to do well. I want yeah. her to see direct. I want her to do well. Direct well. to final. Come on, let's yeah. do it. She only came 11th in the semi final, so she just missed out by five points, the poor thing. As a pleasure. Yeah, there's been worse <laughs> things from Sweden, definitely. Mm. Melody Festival is huge. It is the one to watch. It does produce quality. The production values are going to be there. So we'll be up and watching that one on no doubt whatsoever. Indeed. Right. Well, that brings us to the end of the show, but we can't leave without a final fact. Mm. Now, the final fact this is some, something a lot of people know, but we've mentioned these two countries and you alluded to this before. The, there's only two countries mm-hmm. who have come second twice, but have never won the contest. Oh, okay. I think you might get this one this week. 
So I reckon Malta's finished second twice. Correct. And, oh, I'm just stuck on the next one. I'm going to try and say Romania. It's Iceland. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, no, Johanna, is it one? true? And no. also, in 1999, they finished second. Are we going to see a 1999, 2009, 2019 redemption moment for Iceland, maybe? Let's hope so. But for two nations with under half a million population each to have come second in Eurovision twice, although we know what it's like to come once, that's fantastic. <laughs> it is so, a great record, yeah. Let's hope they both have a good years this year. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for joining us, guys. Make sure you follow us on our socials. Yes. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. And we're on Twitter. We're and on YouTube. YouTube. We're, we are on YouTube. Yeah, we're we? almost on LinkedIn at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Pinterest. Thanks for joining us, guys. It's a busy week. There's another one coming up. Thanks, thanks again. See you later. Bye.